Yes, yes. Good day to you all. I hope you're doing well in your exam week. That's the week we're releasing this podcast. So good luck to everyone. To treat yourself after studying hard, we created a podcast. This week it is with Florian Helmecker. This is the second podcast in the series that we're making that will be released every Wednesday. So if you haven't checked out the first podcast, make sure you do that. It's with Zoe van Litzenburg. The podcast today starts off pretty intense with some deep topics, but we go gradual into some more casual topics. So I hope you enjoy. I I, I don't remember this question because it's been a while. (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) Who are you? Well, please explain us. Who are you? What are your values and your core dreams? Do you believe in God? (laughs) Ooh, that is a very good question. <laughs> Do you? Uh, no, I, I'm uh, I'm very atheistic. I think I, I grew up without any religious input. Although I went to a, to a Christian kindergarten, man. It's okay. Super, super funny, but it it was just based on the fact that I that we lived right next to it. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is that a German thing? To be atheist, or uh, because I know Germany is pretty Catholic. Yeah, it depends pretty much on the region. So I think in in southern Germany, you will find a lot of uh, Catholics. Yeah. But in um, in eastern Germany, where I come from, or in central Germany, I think the German Democratic Republic tradition or history kind of yeah wiped out all the the religious. Uh, <laughs> Influence. I mean, there were some some people who still went to church and stuff, but um, only a few. Yeah. I mean, my family uh, no has one. no connection to to Christianity. Okay. Anymore. Also, your parents not. No. No. Okay. They are also atheists. Or... Yeah. Yeah. So you believe? Do you believe there's anything? Anything. Yeah. Man. Like maybe some weird force that is not a god or. Actually, I don't. Yeah. Not really. I mean, sometimes you have this weird feeling when you when you think that something just happens because the universe wants it to happen. Right. But I think this is just your own justification for stuff. That's okay. what you what you want to have to happen. That's okay. what you. I don't know. You want to have the right answer to the unexplanatory thing that just happened to you. Of course. Right. So you also don't believe in things like karma or. Uh, no, not not really. Mm. What do you think of the beer? It's super good. It's it's super great, nice. Right? It's from Amsterdam, right? It is, yeah. Brauerij Ei. We're not sponsored yet. <laughs> and this is Florian's first time ever trying the Eiwit, so <laughs> Yeah, it's I'm I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> yes, it is experience. It's in my humble opinion the best yeah. the best beer. Alright, so th- what do people at the faculty know you of or what might they know you of? <laughs> I think most people probably know me from the teaching assistance that I gave mm. in uh, a couple of courses. I think I teach uh, deep history, the TA for deep history, um, human origins, and basically, yeah, basically everything that deals with European prehistory. And uh, yeah, I even know you from from the course. Yeah, there, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. One point one world archaeology, the first exactly. course in the first year. Yeah, exactly. And you were there, very happy, giving your teaching assistant yeah. classes. I was super excited at the beginning. I must yeah. admit, because yeah. it was the first time that I had to do something like this. And I remember the first day, 
I actually met a student from your course and I thought that he also uh, yeah, is like a master student because everyone was meeting in the main hall and I thought originally just all the master students will meet up in the, in the big hall but it was also the bachelor students so I made friends with one of you guys and uh, then it turned out a day later that I have to give class for this guy <laughs> <laughs> and that was super funny and uh, yeah also, I, yeah, I was super nervous because I remember when I when I entered the class with you guys, I felt like I have to to write a hard exam or something. <laughs> so my heart was was rushing, and uh, yeah, my English was I, I lost it on my way to the classroom. <laughs> it was just gone all of a sudden. And yeah, so <laughs> yeah, because it's your first teaching experience, right? Yeah, or it was exactly. Yeah. It was the first time that I did teaching. Yeah, and the first time ever in Leiden. Yeah. Right? And it was like it. I, it really was my first week in Leiden. So I started at the same time as you guys, and yeah. um, instantly had to to do a tutorial. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Because where did you study? I studied in Hamburg before, or actually, I, I have a lot of uh, stations where I studied. So I, stu I started my studies in Halle, in Germany. That's where I come from. And I studied there for one year, and then I went to Hamburg. And finished my bachelor there for, I think I, I studied there three years. And in between, I also did an exchange semester to the Orkney Islands, to Scotland, okay. which was super nice. So I already had three universities during my bachelor's. And uh, yeah, now I'm in Leiden. And I'm super happy. Is it the best university? <laughs> for me, it is, cool. actually. I can tell you, I visited a lot of universities. And I feel super gifted to study in Leiden because I think it could be... Uh, it's it's just very very nice to be here you have a lot of opportunities and uh, it's awesome yeah because you do your research master right yeah, i'm doing my research master and um, i'm focusing on actually on burial mounds at the moment and uh, specialize on central european and northwestern european uh, burials from the third to the first millennium and uh, investigate the concept of a burial landscape especially in Western Germany, because this is a region that connects well to the Netherlands. And uh, I tried to fill some, some gaps. Super interesting, but cool. also challenging. Is it also connected to like Hunnebeda and stuff like that? Uh, no, that's not... I mean, in a way you could connect it to it, but I'm, I'm really focusing on barrows that were originally constructed for one person, so not mm. for, for collective burial rite. And of course, these burrows get used over over centuries and millennia. But that's then actually the, the interesting thing I'm investigating, like how these barrows were used over time and how they were perceived and how people were aware of old barrows. You know, when you're living in the Iron Age and you encounter a late Neolithic barrow, that's actually my kind of stuff. Cool. <laughs> Are you supposed to finish this year? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, next year. So 2021. Yeah. Do you yeah. think you will? I hope so, yeah. Cool. Uh, and I think it should work out, actually. I mean, now we we are all in the middle of a of a pandemic, and it's not easy to to actually keep the pace of of normal studying. And I, also, I had a lot of uh, trouble with it. It's not only when it comes to getting sources, but it's also a problem of keeping your drive for university because studying at home. And I think everyone agrees is just super different, and it's uh, it's a real challenge. In the end, I think I, I will be able to finish <laughs> on time. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. 
All right, let's get into the round we call the rapid fire questions. Okay. They're like super simple questions for people to get to know you. Yeah. So, do you prefer camping or would you be rather be in a hotel? Definitely camping. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm a I'm a huge camping fan and I really like to take my tent and just go somewhere. No matter which which season. So, even in winter, I once did it with a friend in uh in winter in a Th- Thuringian forest. The Thuringer Wald, and it was super cold. It was like two degrees, so it wasn't even freezing, and it was the coldest night of my life. <laughs> <laughs> there was snow and stuff, and yeah, it was super cold. We were sleeping in our whole outfits, you know, in the sleeping bags, and still on the next morning, we we're completely deep frozen. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So you did that for one night, and then you went home again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, nice. uh, we did some hiking, of course, on the first and on the on the second day, but uh, it was just one night in the, in the forest, and it was actually like a, a deal we made on one of the excavations. So okay, it's always funny to make deals and excavations for the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you prefer the beach or the forest? I would go. Forest, although forest? I, yeah. really. <laughs> although I wow. live in Scheveningen and uh, I'm at the beach very often, I think I'm. I'm a forest child. I think there is more to discover. And actually, the place where I come from is very close to the Hartz Mountains. So it's, it's a super beautiful uh, forest area with a lot of mountains. And it, it just looks like you're walking through a fairy tale, actually. Yeah, I mean, there's also plenty of stuff to discover on the beach. But it's, I think the forest has a lot of secrets and mystery. And it's it's so nice to be there. And actually... And it, this might sound ridiculous, but when you go into the forest at night, it's a very, very special, special, yeah, special thing. It's crazy to hear stuff in the forest. For example, when we were uh, camping in winter in uh, the Thuringian forest, we heard that all sorts of animals kind of approached our tent. And probably because we, we had some food, which we put outside because our tent was super small. So we hang it on the trees or tomorrow and uh, on the next day there were all sorts of like uh, yeah footprints from animals around that tree and we actually heard that when we were sleeping and it was super super weird but also super interesting and nice so that brings me to another question are you a dog or a cat person i'm definitely a cat person really <laughs> wow okay yeah no i really i really love cats and um, i mean dogs are cute too but also dogs, they always need attention. You always need to take care of them. They, they cannot do stuff alone. They always look at you and expect stuff from you. And I like, you know, cats who are very individual. They even play with you and like play with you in a bad sense. Like they can be, <laughs> how do you say that properly? <laughs> they can be very wild and uh, yeah, they can be very ignorant you when you didn't give them attention but i never had a cat so it's also weird that i say that i only made friends with a cat when i was in orkney because there always was a cat on the on the parking lot where i used to live and it always stared up to a tree and tried to catch birds and at some point i decided to yeah to to let it in and always gave it some cuddles and then we always sit in the ca- uh, kitchen listen to jack johnson and <laughs> and the cat was laying on my laptop while i was reading stuff for uni <laughs> no way yeah that was super nice it was called mr pooches <laughs> <Yeah. Mr. Pooches. laughs> <laughs> but good cat 
Yeah, so you were looking at the birds together. Yeah, I felt a little bit poor for the or bad for the birds because uh, he actually was quite successful in, in really? getting them. Yeah. Wow. And uh, he got easily distracted by by birds. All right. So, what's your favorite food? I'm going for for icebine. It's a very traditional food. It's part of the yeah. It's it's kind of pork leg or something. And it's interesting because normally I don't eat a lot of meat. Actually, ninety percent of my food is vegetarian or vegan. But this is really a food from my yeah from my very childhood days that I remember. That was always super good. And it's like pork leg with sauerkraut and potatoes. So it's traditional. It's super. German. Yeah, it's it's ridiculously German, and it's so good. But only when my mom makes it. I have to be honest. Okay. Like in the restaurant, it's probably not as good. Okay. Not the slightest chance to to keep up with my mother's ice bind. No. Yeah. <laughs> Have you visited Leiden before? Yeah, it was when I studied in Hamburg. We had a university excursion to to Leiden, and I before that I never heard of it, and it was in my second second bachelor semester, I think, and so we went to Leiden to to check out the university and I think Harry Fokens he gave us um, tour around the faculty and I was totally impressed by the the sheer size of the faculty because that's something that is very unique I think in Leiden that you have a huge university building just filled with archaeologists and all that great stuff like all the laboratories and uh, like we saw that there were people just finishing class and then you saw like 90 people walking out of the room that's probably already two years in Germany like two archaeology years <laughs> because normally i think like 40 people apply for a normal bachelor program in, in germany so the sheer size was crazy and that's when i also kind of told myself that i, I really want to end up here so i really want to do a master in leiden so i already knew at the the beginning of my bachelor program that i want to end up in leiden that's cool because did you only visit the university or also the city also the city. So we first uh, had a little tour, but then we all went into the city. And Leiden is beautiful. I think it's it's exactly the postcard or picturesque city that you imagine when you speak about the Netherlands. You know, it's with all the little channels and all the nice old houses and everything is super cozy. It's it's a Dutch dream. How about The Hague or Scheveningen? Yeah, the Hague. I haven't really explored the Hague super much because I moved there and then Corona uh, started. So I mainly stayed in Scheveningen then, and I really like Scheveningen. It's like it feels like a, a small town where you actually live in. You start to see the same people every day again and uh, feel very uh, yeah, like like you're living in a, in a in a small town or a village or something. So it's very nice, and you have everything you need in Scheveningen. It's super nice to go to the beach all the time. And um, so it's interesting that you can have different lives. I also used to live in, in, in Leiden a little bit and it was very different. You always walked around the city and just, you know, walked through the nice streets and looked at everything and wondered how beautiful it is. And in Srebrenica now you're always on the beach and do stuff or, I don't know, go swimming or surfing or do the dunes. And um, it's very different from when I used to live in Leiden activities changed yeah because do you surf yeah i started it in Scheveningen and i i still need to learn it probably okay. <laughs> but no i'm i'm uh, i'm always trying every every week i go out and even now when it's cold it's it's quite fun actually 
because also in Srebrenica you have the huge how do you call it like the Ferris wheel yeah so it actually gives you light even in the dark for a certain spot that also has nice waves and you can actually practice in perfect water in the in the evening and it's super nice yeah. that's cool yeah. yeah I live very close to to that to that wheel and also close to the dunes so that's also something like now I have the freedom and that's a, a real gift in times of corona to go to the dunes and just ride your bike through the dunes or I collected some downdorn I think that's how you call it yeah downdorn to make some liquor for cool, <laughs> for, yeah. for Christmas for my parents or some do you know the the rose berries yeah I think yeah. they're called roseberries from the from the rose bushes. Yeah, I don't um, know the English name. Yeah. yeah, I'm making jam out of it, and so I'm I'm using the dunes in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah, and you can just be in nature if you want. Yeah, all the time. Is, which is a perk. It's super nice. Yeah. Um. And okay, hypothetically, I know it's never <laughs> gonna happen. But what if you would have a day where you would have nothing to do all day? Yeah. How would you fill in that day? Oh. <laughs> that would be so awesome i actually would go to a nice cafe and start to have a nice breakfast there because i never do that and i'm always a little bit jealous when i see people do this you know because it always looks cozy when they sit there on a sunday morning for example at 10 or at, at 9 and have the, the best breakfast of the world <laughs> and uh, yeah i probably would, would have a nice breakfast then i would go to the beach just enjoy the sun a little bit. Check for some fossils, maybe, because you find some fossils on the on the beach. I actually also fi found some fossils already. And it's just nice to, you know, just wander over the beach and uh, clear your mind. And then I think I would go back to my house, have a coffee with my roommates on the balcony. And then I think I would take the bike, go to the dunes, check out nature, have a good book on my pocket, in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, in, in my back, actually, not in the pocket. <laughs> because it would be a pretty big pocket. <laughs> you know, and then I would just chill a little bit, read some stuff. And then I would go back again, grab my surfboard and uh, my roommates and my friends and go for a surf and uh, do it until the sun goes down, which is super nice. Yeah, so very active day. Yeah. You, you would not sit inside and watch Netflix all day. I'm not a movie person at all. Like, I really enjoy movies, but... I never find the motivation myself to just binge watch something, you know, the whole day or something. That feels a little bit like wasting time. So also no video games, no? No, <laughs> I'm absolutely not into video games. That's, okay. that's funny. I never really was. And uh, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why, but it never really, never really hit me on that, that respect. When I was younger, I always uh, made music with my friends, for example. That was way more attractive than spending the whole day inside and just playing. Yeah. And could you sit inside all day listening to music, for example? That's something I could do, yeah. And I could also read a lot during the day, I think. Fiction um, or... Yeah, that would be cool. Or some old stuff. Like, with old stuff, I mean... <laughs> it's not very precise. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I figured out that sometimes it's super interesting to read some... Uh, some books by famous people in the past who were philosophers or I don't know something and they you know they have books where they don't speak about their theory but just about their daily life and that's actually super interesting 
because you know theory is probably nothing you should read on a Sunday when you want to relax I mean you can but <laughs> it's super interesting when there's like a little journal from a guy who just traveled all over Europe in 1850 I don't know and he made all these nice observations about places in France the Netherlands Scotland Germany and by accident you stumbled across these same places and you're like oh man it's super interesting I, I went to the same city like two years ago <laughs> and uh yeah, I don't know. That's stuff, stuff that is very interesting. But also, yeah, I think I like to to read a lot of a lot of these adventurous stuff. So, literature about I don't know people climbing Mount Everest or Kontiki or <laughs> it sounds a little bit cliche for archaeologists, but I really enjoyed these kind of books. Yeah, <laughs> did they inspire you, uh, or do you just like the story? I think they actually inspire me a little bit. In in archaeology, uh, in a, in a way you could say, because the actors of these stories they always have a big passion for their environment, and uh, for me, in archaeology also the environment and landscape, yeah, really matters. I think it really, maybe you know, some people would say that's a too romantic view on, on people and landscape interaction, but since I know that this applies to myself because I <laughs> I'm, I can be very romantic about nice landscapes I think um, there's a, a true side to it and um, yeah I really enjoy to, to read how they you know climb some mountains and then they describe the whole mountain range in like three pages and it's just so nice and then you actually think about what they wrote and you go to some site. For example, I, when I studied in Orkney, you st you have a lot of archaeology in the nicest landscapes you can imagine. And then you stand there and you also check the landscape and realize, okay, this is actually a very, very beautiful landscape and it also might have done something to the people. And yeah. yeah, so speaking of people that have a dream, do you have a dream? Yeah, <laughs> man, I have many dreams. <laughs> For myself, I think a, a nice dream or a dream I have is that I that I get a PhD position in Leiden and that I, after that, get a nice job somewhere in archaeology uh, where you can work as a researcher. And uh, yeah, you have a, a very uh, stabilized future ahead of you. That, that's a weird formulation, but... I really would like to get a job in archaeology where I can be sure of that I have the job for the next eight or ten years or something, and where I'm able to do some research to contribute on, on certain discussions in archaeology. That would be my personal dream when it comes to archaeology. Yeah. <laughs> great. And besides that, of course, I hope I have a great life, <laughs> always stay healthy. <laughs> well, when we first met, I remember you telling me that you had a dream to bring the Leiden standard to, for example, Germany or something like that. That would be cool, yeah. That's true. I think Leiden has a very high standard and I think it, it's, like a, it's like a guideline for a lot of other universities or like researchers from other universities. But for some reason, sometimes in other universities, people debate very different and yeah... They they don't have the whole picture, and I think in in 
in Line University, I always have the feeling that because also the institute, the faculty is super huge and super big. The whole faculty actually represents a very fresh idea in archaeology, how to approach certain topics and uh, how to to develop certain methodologies in order to to actually fill your theory with with actual data. And it would be nice to just take everything that I that I get from Leiden and apply them somewhere else. That would be super nice. But I think that's kind of the job we all have to do in the future, probably, to you know take the best out of our education and uh, try to be the ones who call the shots in the future. What's your plan for 2021? <laughs> <laughs> for 2021, I definitely want to be finished with my research master. I want to, yeah, I want to write a nice thesis. Want to get it done. And then the plan is having holiday again, <laughs> because that's something I, I really miss. And uh, going to concerts, you know, just have the the pre-corona life again. <laughs> yeah, you think yeah. it's gonna go pre-corona again? Yeah, I'm 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 super optimistic to be honest. I think the next summer will be will be very different. And I'm not saying that it will be completely over, but I think. Also, you know, with all the stuff going on with the vaccines and also with, you know, the awareness is, is is a much different one than it was when everything started. So now I think we're better equipped for the next year. And I think I think it will be a better summer. And are you going to go to some music festivals if you can? Um, Or are you not a festival? Yeah, probably not festivals. I mean, I, I really... Uh, enjoyed going to festivals when I was younger but then yeah kind of you know you always do that with your friends you never go alone to a festival and then my friends they all changed their music taste or or I also changed my music taste and <laughs> that's what we constantly do and um, and also the festivals that we where we used to go they also changed their their yeah not their lineups but the the genres they're playing so I probably need to dive into that topic a little bit further mm, to okay. find the the perfect festival for me now. Yeah. But uh, I'm I really like to go to concerts. So before Corona, I think I went to to concerts every two weeks or something in in Rotterdam in the in the Vessel Elf. They have a lot of nice punk concerts and stuff. And yeah, I just like that. That's something w which I kind of adopted to myself when I was living in Hamburg because in Hamburg they have a huge music scene and a lot of bands playing in in clubs. And uh, you could always get in for like five euro or something, and you saw some some band from Siberia playing super nice rock and roll, <laughs> and uh, that's what I constantly did. Do you have a favorite band or a favorite artist? Super hard question, actually. At the moment, I'm listening to two bands are are actually running my playlist up and down, and it's because they dropped some nice albums, and one of them is Idols. It's a punk band from Britain, and uh, all them witches. They are also nice. They are like, a, yeah, you, I think they are like a psychedelic rock, stoner rock band, blues. Everything is inside their music. I don't know. <laughs> I like it. But that's what I listen at the moment. So it, it constantly changes. And uh, I'm more like, yeah, in general, I think I'm, I'm listening punk music, uh, garage punk, surf punk. I don't know. Metal. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Everything that just sounds good to me. Everything that has a little bit of distortion is good for you. Yeah, I think I'm a distortion guy. That's yeah? true. Yeah. Cool, yeah. yeah. No, I'm the opposite. I'm a clean sound yeah. oh, nice. kind of guy. Yeah. But I mean, that also is something that I like to hear sometimes. So mm. Especially now when, uh, when it's, the weather is getting 
Kohler. I like <laughs> yeah. I like some some nice singer songwriter music. Yeah, I get a little bit depressed with some blues. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Do you, do you play instrument yourself? Yeah, I play drums. And uh, back in Germany, I I used to play in two bands. I actually in a lot of bands, but two bands who were a little bit serious, and that was quite cool. Yeah. We also made like grunge music and uh, punk and yeah, had some nice concerts actually. And we even played on a festival. Did you also put out music? Um, yeah, yes. we did. We did actually. We did. And uh, it's always it's always funny, you know, when you make music and you revisit it after <laughs> after a few years and you're like, mm. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, we have some music out. <laughs> and where can we find it <laughs> yeah it's on uh, it's uh, on youtube <laughs> soundcloud we used soundcloud actually and uh, yeah we'll put the link in the description <laughs> <laughs> nice okay <laughs> god <laughs> in 2023 we have a technically we have a 10 year revival with our band because we all started as teenagers and we really made a nice ep which we never brought out so guys <laughs> stay tuned 2023 will be the year of rock and roll <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool you know actually there's i found a nice singer songwriter maybe it's interesting for you uh jose gonzalez and yes. he was writing his phd and then he got famous during his phd and actually i think he finished it on the side but now he's a musician you never know what happens to you and he's a good musician yes He's a. We'll we'll put one of his uh, songs as the intro to the podcast. I was wondering if you wanted to like plug something before before the end of the podcast. I think a lot of people had some struggle during Corona, and it's totally fine to acknowledge that. And um, it actually helps to acknowledge that because it makes you more optimistic for what is coming next. It actually gives you the feeling like okay, right now I learned my lesson. It wasn't optimal. Maybe I also, you know, went a little bit too easy on stuff, which I now realize maybe in my studies or something. But that's normal. That's just how it is. And also not everything is completely about university. You know, we all have private lives. And uh, especially in these times, it's also important to take care of that. And I think 2021 is going to be good. It's going to be great. Let's take it as a lesson, the whole pandemic for the good and for the bad. If you came this far in the podcast, thank you very much for listening. Next week on Wednesday, we'll be back with a new podcast where we talk to Elsie Jung. See you then. <laughs>